Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 8, 18-27, called King Over the Storm. We have to ask a question, and maybe you're asking it right now. What does he expect them to do in a storm that seems like it's going to kill, kill all of them? What does he want from me or you in times like this? Let me ask you, if you've ever hit turbulence on a plane, how do you do? Like, are you really strong? Ah, the Lord's got this. And I saw the captain walking in. He looked relatively uh, able. <laughs> Sometimes I've gone to some of those, uh, you know, they'll do those little uh, circus things. You know, they, they travel around, and some of those rides look old. And oftentimes when I'm about to get on one of those rides, which I really don't do anymore, I begin to interview the operator. Where'd you go to school? Do you have all your teeth? Things like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't even in the notes. You can tell, huh? <laughs> Does the Lord just expect, no, let him sleep. It's going to be fine. Perhaps he, perhaps this is an insight. Maybe he thought by this time they ought to know that this is not my destiny to drown in a boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. I'm going to a cross. They have to know there's more destiny ahead for all of us. Is that what he's saying? Perhaps. But how strategic of a thinker are you in putting big picture theology together when you're in turbulence? How would you do on the boat? I mean, it's easy for me to read the story and go, oh, that man of little faith. Get it together. Until I look at my own life and realize how many times for less trying circumstances I've been completely without faith. And I've disappointed myself. And it's not been a storm that could swamp us on the Sea of Galilee. It's been for much lesser things. Perhaps O'Donnell brings a little balance. He says in his commentary, I think it's too much to claim as a number of commentators do that these disciples should have known that if Jesus died with them in the storm, the kingdom of God would die, which couldn't happen. I think that's too much to claim because who would think about such things, making these theological commitments and logical connections when waves are crashing over your head? It's easy for us at the safe distance to say, oh, they should have known better or they should have known what the wind and the waves already knew, close quote. You know, sometimes we look at Bible stories, we, we watch Old Testament Israel, and we are quick to say, oh, how, how could they do that with the glory cloud? You know, right there, every single day, the manna, the water from the rock, how could they be of so little faith until we hit a little bit of turbulence? And then I have to ask some deep questions about my faith. And of course, the Lord does use storms to stretch us and make us more like him. 
Can you imagine if Jesus said something like this? And by the way, he was really asleep. If some of you were wondering if he had one eye open, let's see what they do. <laughs> I don't think that's what's going on. But imagine if Jesus said something like this. I borrowed this from another author. Another author. If he said, you spiritual wimps, I'm not stopping this store until I, storm until I see some real faith. Wake me up when you get it together and your faith is a little stronger. Figure it out. <sighs> Aren't you glad the Lord doesn't do that? Aren't you glad when you've called on him for the 150th time on the same issue and you've cried out to heaven, he doesn't say, you're just, you, you know what, you're a spiritual wimp. That's all you are. <laughs> However, I will say that the Lord is very frank and he does address the littleness of their faith. I want to take you to a psalm. It's important that you turn there, if at all possible. It's Psalm 107. We're going to turn there together. As you turn to Psalm 107, I'm going to read some, a few other passages that you can just listen to for the sake of time. Y'all remember the Jonah story? God caused the storm. Jonah was running from God. Then Jonah goes overboard. Then the, the storm calms down. Job 38, 8 through 11, one of 77 questions God asked Job reads this way. Who enclosed the sea with doors? When bursting forth, it went from the womb. When I made a cloud its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band. I placed boundaries on it. I set a bolt and doors. I said, thus far you shall come to the sea, but no farther. And here shall your proud waves stop. And the sea went, Psalm 65, 7 says, you stilled the roaring of the seas, addressing God, the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. Psalm 89, 9. Thou dost rule the swelling of the sea. When its waves rise, thou dost still them. And now Psalm 107 together. Verse 25, I want you to see familiar connections to the story in front of us with the sailors and the Lord in Psalm 107. Take a look, 25. He spoke, that is the Lord, raised up a stormy wind which lifted the waves of the sea. Psalm 107, 26. They rose up to the heavens, they went down to the depths. Their soul melted away in their misery. They reeled and staggered like a drunken man. And we're at their wit's end. Then they cried to the Lord. That's Yahweh in the original Hebrew, whenever you see the large and small caps. Yahweh, the name of the Lord, Jehovah, if you will. They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distresses. He caused the storm to be still so that the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad because they were quiet. And so he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness, for his wonders to the sons of men. Let them extol him also in the congregation of the people and praise him at the seat of the elders. And all God's people said, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. The rebuke of Jesus Christ will bring calm and if you attended Sabbath school, one thing you knew from the Old Testament, only God can command the wind and the waves. If I were on the boat, the best I'd have to offer is something like this. Oh God, Father, help us. 
but I wouldn't be speaking to the wind. Sea of Galilee, I rebuke thee. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I know that's not going to work. And you know, the Star Wars movies have appealed to a lot of people because the force is with people. And even that little green character, what's his name? Grogu. He can do that. He's like this helpless little creature, but then all of a sudden, he just with that little weird looking hand. <laughs> and he's cute and all. I even have a coffee cup with him on it. I don't even know why. <laughs> you say repent, Pastor Michael. Never mind. Jesus says to the waves, says one writer, play dead. And they, like an obedient dog, lie flat. It says, if creation recognizes its creator's voice, it's as if all things hold together by the word of of his power, because they do. Stilling a storm. Have you ever seen anybody do that? Any of your friends ever do that before? You ever heard anyone talk to the ocean and it obeys them right now? Who is this man? That's what Matthew is getting at. Do you see it? When people tell you there's no evidence that Jesus is God in the New Testament, that's hogwash. That's a farming term for nonsense. In the Jewish mind, the sea represented chaos and evil. In Isaiah 27.1, there's a, an apocalyptic vision of Leviathan. And Leviathan is the dragon of the sea. And scholars say Leviathan represents Satan, who's called the dragon in Revelation 13 and 14. Get this. In Canaanite mythology, this dragon monster creature dominated the sea. And in the Jewish mind, the sea was a dark place, mysterious and evil. And God vanquished the dragon, Leviathan. Leviathan's name, the idea of what he does is he brings chaos. Get this. The word shalom in Hebrew means that the Lord destroys the author of chaos. And what do we feel like when we're in storms, metaphorically speaking? Chaotic, right? What's going to happen next? What are we going to do now? What's going on? Where's the Lord? What do we do? What about that? We feel like we're out of control. And the Lord, what does he do? He brings shalom. Now, since you're in the Psalms, turn over to Psalm 46. And let me share something with you that hit me this week. One of my favorite Psalms, my wife's got some beautiful art up in our home, is Psalm 4610. Remember it? I don't even, you don't even need to look at it because you know it. Be still and know that I am God. I want you to see something. In the psalm, the psalmist lays this out. He says, God, 46.1 of Psalm, Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake, we've seen the language of earthquake in Matthew 8, at its swelling pride, Selah, Selah, that's a pause, 
That's meditate, a pause in the music, think about it. And then when you come down to the Lord, what he does is he makes, verse 9, wars to cease. He breaks the bow. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still, cease, stop, and know that I am God. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael invites you to watch our recent A Step Closer series with guest speaker Red Pen Logic's Tim Barnett. Believe it or not, if you have doubts and questions about your Christian faith, you're not alone. The recent deconstruction movement phenomenon has a number of Christians rethinking what parts of the Bible they identify with. But is the movement simply about having doubts? If deconstruction is just about asking questions, I'm just asking questions, I'm, I'm going through some doubts, then declaring war on it would be wrong and actually unbiblical. But if deconstruction is about leading people away from historic Christianity, then declaring war on it is completely appropriate and biblical. Pastor Michael invites you to watch our recent A Step Closer series with guest speaker Red Pen Logic's Tim Barnett. Download the free Walk in Truth app available in your app store today. You can also listen to the first part of this conversation when you listen to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. That I am God. Look at this. I will be exalted among the nations. That's Son of Man right there. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah. You know, if you were on that boat, back to Matthew 8, and we'll finish it, and you started making some theological connections, you'd have to conclude that this is someone who's beyond a mere man. Now, they had already believed and made a commitment that he was Messiah. That's why they were following him. But I don't think they fully put together who he was and what the Bible actually said about Messiah. And in the text, when Jesus calms the sea... He rebukes it and he tells it to hush. Let's uh, look at verse 27 together. Back in Matthew chapter 8. Actually 26. He says, why are you afraid you men of little faith? He arose, he rebuked the winds and the sea and it became perfectly calm. And I believe that's what he can do when you're in a storm in your own life. The word for hush Mark 4.39, he, he being aroused, rebuked the wind and the sea, said to it, hush, quiet, NIV, be still. And the wind died down and became perfectly calm. He said, quiet, be still, and know I am God. And the storm, and the storm within their hearts, ceased. That's what can happen. Sometimes I have to just sit before Psalm 46.10 and remind myself to be still and know. And the men, not surprisingly, they're called men here, not disciples or apostles, probably to emphasize their humanity. The men marveled and said, what kind of a man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. 
Later, when he walks on the water, they will worship him and call him the son of God. But here's what was happening. They were still figuring it out. Aren't you glad? They were with him and still didn't fully grasp all the angles of who he was. And finally, in Matthew 14, they will call him the son of God. Do you know when they crossed the sea, the demoniacs, the demon-possessed men, the demons speaking from them will call him, we know who you are, son of God. Get this, the demons knew who he was, the creation obeyed him, but the apostles were still trying to figure it out. Demons bow, creation bows, but man, mm, I need a little bit more evidence. How stubborn we can be, but how human, right? Because we know ourselves. And they began to ask the question, and brothers and sisters, final thought. When you begin to ask questions about who Jesus is, when you begin to plumb the depths of true theology or Christology, and you begin to plumb down on who this one is that came into the world, Emmanuel, God with us, when you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the next storm that comes, you may not be perfect, but I would bet you'll be a little bit stronger. Amen? A little bit better. And some of you may be thinking, Oh, how do you do that? Is there some preemptive storm training? Yes. Yes. You're doing it right now. If you're not in a storm right now, this is pre-storm training. Now, please hear me. Don't live your life like, you know, things are good now, but I know tomorrow. The storms are coming. Don't live that way. (laughs) You don't even know if you got tomorrow. So why don't you do this? Why don't you say, if it's relatively calm today, isn't this a beautiful day? I'm just going to enjoy the calm. But tomorrow there could be a storm. Yeah, maybe. But then again, maybe not. The country's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? Times have been bad before. And somehow we all made it through. You're sitting here right now. Amen? So hang on. Jesus is in the boat if you're a believer. Would you bow? Father, thank you for... I just want to breathe for a second, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Help us to breathe in the truth and make it our own so we don't quickly just move our minds to the next thing. Let us see the picture of Scripture, Lord, the faith lessons that are here. And even if the enemy was behind this storm, which is quite possible, given that you rebuke the storm, whatever the the cause was, whether it was Satan anticipating your visit to Gadara and him not wanting that to happen, whatever the source of the storm, we know you used it to shape. And we know you had power over it because the moment you said stop, it stopped. That gives us some clues about why you might allow storms. And though I don't understand, Father, honestly, I don't understand all of it. I just know that if you're in my life, I can hold on and know that you came on that rescue mission so I wouldn't perish. And if you did that, then I can trust you for the journey. 
Another thought that hits my heart, Lord, is only those who got in the boat would experience the miracle. Only those who went to the other side would see the deliverance of the demoniacs. Some people were left on the other side of the lake and didn't see it. And Father, that exhorts my heart not to stay stuck on the other side of the lake because I don't want to face a storm or face darkness. It's true. It it might have been easier for the moment, but there will be no witnessing of a miracle on the lake and no witnessing of deliverance from demon-possessed men unless unless we went. Oh, God, help us. We are oftentimes so timid and we want to step into the boat and trust you that you'll get us to the desired haven. We know our humanity is going to intersect with that. We face it every day. We, we face our foibles, our weaknesses, our insecurities. And yet you're bigger than all of them. And you prove, prove it over and over, Lord. You're bigger than all of it. You're God the Son, Jesus. You're the creator, sustainer of the universe who lives inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Would you encourage your people, encourage moms today who may be in a personal storm, individuals who may be going through their own storm. If you're here and you're not a Christian or watching or you hear this later on the radio, now's the time. Now is the moment where you need to decide to follow him. No, it won't always be easy. But you're going to see and experience miracles that you'd never know on the other side of the lake. Won't you say, Jesus, I'm following. I'm getting in. I don't know what's ahead, but I know you're here. And that's enough. Ask him to save you. Tell him you believe he died on that terrible cross for you and defeated death through the resurrection. Repent of your sin. Stop trying to do it your own way. Trust in him and him alone for your salvation. Trust him for the journey. Step in and watch what he does. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful congregation, for all the beautiful moms today. And whether this is an easy, wonderful day or a hard day, for individuals, I pray that you'd fill in all the gaps and provide the grace that's needed that you'd be the anchor in the storm. In Christ's holy name I pray. You've been listening to King Over the Storm, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 8, 18 through 27. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with the final word. We have another layer of our ministry right here at Walk in Truth, and it's called A Step Closer. Often we'll have a special 633 event at Living Truth, or we'll do an apologetics-type message, and we'll attempt to take a step closer on a topic. 
a hot topic. And recently at our fellowship, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor, we had Tim Barnett come out and he talked about the deconstruction of Christianity. What is that? That is that there's a phenomenon going on. It's happening among the young. We've seen it in some singers who are Christian singers, worship leaders, but not just limited to them. And that is that they be, begin to deconstruct their faith. What does that mean? They, they're, they're going back and questioning everything that they learn from the Bible, every ethic, every doctrine. But usually in a, in a deconstruction way, that means I'm just going to basically undo everything that I believe. And typically, and this is what Tim pointed out, typically that leads you to just believing whatever works for you which is creating your own God and just takes you right back to a subjective, I'm spiritual, but I'm going to define it for myself. That's not healthy, safe, or right. And Tim will point out why. Check it out on our app. It's called A Step Closer, Tim Barnett, getting into the deconstruction of Christianity, explaining what it is and why it's happening and how to deal with it if you have a friend or family member that is deconstructing their faith. Check it out. It's called A Step Closer. It's on the Walk in Truth app. Hey, get the app today and you can get the extra content. And I pray it will be a blessing for you. Walk in Truth app. God bless. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 8, 28 through 34, called The King's Power Over Darkness. I'm Mike Massaro on behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.